all of you would go ahead and fill out the connect card you were handed when you walked in the door. Just put that in the offering basket as it goes by after the message. Uh, So the amount of time that you actually spend in the Word of God uh, will depend and determine how shocked you are at this morning's scripture text. Because I think many people view the Bible as uh, all containing like rated G material, like a Disney movie or something. Uh, But if you read the Bible, if you've read it, if you've read the whole thing, you know the Bible has uh, some PG-13, R, and like beyond material in the Bible. And uh, today we are going to be in the Song of Songs. Uh, And we're going to actually watch two poetic lovers get into a fight. Doesn't that sound fun? Um, This is actually the fifth message in the app series that we've been looking at by Andy Stanley. And this morning's app is the trust app, learning to trust one another. How do you trust people uh, the way Jesus wants you to trust people when they don't meet your expectations, when you're offended? How, How do you respond when... What you expected and what actually happened contains this gap. What do you do with that gap? Now, the video teaching you're going to see this week in your connect group is phenomenal. Andy Stanley does a great job. He absolutely brings it. I've decided to kind of narrow the focus a little bit because if I stole Andy Stanley's entire message, uh, you would go to your groups and think, this is boring. I've already heard this. Um, So I'm going to focus it more on relationships, like marriage relationships, dating relationships. Uh, And now every time I talk about marriage, my wife says, what are you going to say about me? (laughs) So so I didn't tell her this week that I was actually preaching on marriage, uh, which is a fine example of marital communication. Uh, I might be sleeping on the couch tonight. Uh, but honestly and truly, I am, I am very, very blessed. I have a beautiful wife who loves the Lord. She is good to our kids, and she is tough as nails. Uh, my wife gave birth to twins and has had four joint replacements. I'm telling you, don't mess with her. Um, our kids would tell you that Lisa and I don't really fight a whole lot. Uh, We don't have these, like, knock-down, drag-out, yell, scream, throw, stuff across the room kind of arguments. But there is one place um, that we are most likely to have a disagreement, and that's when we are driving in the same vehicle. Um, First of all, I like to be early for absolutely everything. If I am 10 minutes early... I still feel like I am being late. Now, Lisa is an artist. And start time, she's more creative when it comes to the start times of events happening. So if we're going someplace together and we're riding in the same vehicle and we don't leave when I want to leave or think we should leave, I'm already a little bit tense. And if I think we're going to be late, Oh, I'm just not having that. Um, in fact, I will, I will drive a little bit faster to the event just to try to make up some of that time uh, that we 
are going to be late because, and usually when we get someplace late, I said, well, I'm sorry, I was being late. Um, and at that point, you know, just the fight is on. Uh, and also, Lisa is, is a much more conservative driver when the road conditions are poor. So if it's raining, she feels much slower is better. Uh, how much slower? Slower than I am going. And she feels compelled in, in that situation to tell me uh, about my need to go slower. And I find her telling me to drive slower a, a real distraction when I'm trying to focus on the road when it's raining. So I will as casually as I can reach up and turn my hearing aids off. <laughs> and then the fight is on. Now, I don't know about your relationship with your spouse or your significant other, but um, sometimes we can get into the biggest disagreements over the silliest things. And it's just kind of all relationships are kind of like that. So what I want to do this morning is talk about how we apply what the Bible says about violence, about relationships, when we fight. And I want to apply that directly to, like, everyday real-life situations. Because not just in marriage, but in all relationships – People disagree, and people fight, and all couples are going to fight. Uh, I tell people that go through premarital counseling with me that the couples that I worry the most about are the couples that tell me, we never fight. We've never had a fight. Uh, That tells me that, that you just don't care about the other person, and it is a problem. All couples in uh, relationships fight. So healthy couples are going to find a way, and you can fill in these blanks if you want. Healthy couples are going to find a way to fight fair. Unhealthy couples are going to fight dirty, where they're going to yell, scream, insult, throw things across the room. Healthy couples will work towards solving issues. Unhealthy couples will fight to win. Now, the problem problem with fighting to win, the problem with fighting to be right is if you are married scripture says the two have become one so if one of you loses the argument you both lose in order to truly win as a married couple you have to both win Um, so we're gonna look at this poetic loving couple have a fight this morning in song of songs five verses two through six the woman starts I slept, but my heart was awake. Listen, my beloved is knocking. Open to me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my flawless one. He's awake. My head is drenched with dew, my hair with the dampness of the night. I have taken off my, this is back to the woman. I have taken off my robe. Must I put it on again? I've washed my feet. Must I soil them again? My beloved, this is the guy's action, thrust his hand through the latched opening. My heart began to pound for him. I arose, she finally got out of bed. I arose to open for my beloved, and my hand dripped with myrrh, my fingers with flowing myrrh. On the handles of the boat, 
the bolt. Evidently, he, he left some perfume or some scent there for her. I opened for my beloved, but my beloved had left I looked for him, but did not find him. I called him, but he did not answer. So I don't know what time it is when all this is happening, but I'm going to guess that, that it's late. Because she says, you know, I slept. I've already gone to bed, but my heart was awake. You ever have one of those sleepless nights? You know, you went to bed, you're trying to sleep. You're, you're sleeping some, you're awake some. It doesn't necessarily have to be something it usually is, <laughs> um, but it, but it can also be something good, right? I mean, if if you're if you've ever run a race, you know the night before you're all keyed up and it's just really hard to go to sleep. If if you have trouble sleeping the day before deer season or something, like I get it, it is hard to go to sleep then. And, but it kind of sounds like eventually she had some other things on her mind. That's why she got out of of bed, and we all know what he had on his mind, because he comes knocking on the door. Oh, darling, Mama, my flawless one. See, we we all know if a guy shows up after bedtime knocking on the door, what's on his mind, because that's on a guy's mind a lot. So he's knocking on the door, and he wants a little romance, and he says, hey, how about coming down and unlocking the bolt? And her response is, I have a headache. Yeah, she says, you know, I've already, I've already taken off my road, robe. I'm already in bed. You know, I haven't slept well. The bed is warm. I've already washed my feet. Um, I don't want to get them dirty again because then I'd have to wash them again. And then I'd be cold again. You, you see where this is going? She's not in the mood. She's tired. She's warm. She's already in bed, and she hasn't slept well. He is going to be cold. He's all, like, drenched with dew. And she says, go away. And at some point, he could have rejected her. But he, but he goes away. He's, see, you guys are sensitive to this stuff, aren't you? He's, he's hurt. He, he's hurt. He's, he's wounded, and, and he leaves. See, some of you didn't know the Bible had stuff like this in it, but the Bible is practical, real-life issues. Now, hopefully, this isn't an everyday issue for you, but I know couples who trust in relationships like this, like they go to church, and this is an everyday issue. It's not healthy, it's just an everyday issue. So, what do you do? Conflict or trust has eroded the relationship that it is meant to be. What what do you do when a disagreement erodes the intimacy of the marriage? Now, I want to look at two root causes to conflict. And the first one is this. The first root cause of conflict is unmet expectations. It happens in every relationship, marriage included. In this example, he... He wanted to be with her, and he got hurt after hearing all of her excuses. I'm sure that's the way he perceived that. I've already washed my feet. Come on, really? Get out of bed. Then she got up to be with him, 
because he was there and he thought, well, you know, I could see how this could work. But then when she got down there, he was mad. Now, she's mad because she just got out of bed this morning. <laughs> and if I'm going to get out of bed and come downstairs, you better be at that gate, right? She probably feels bad because she heard him. Told no, he left. Unmet expectations. This happens in all relationships, even new marriages. What what happens when you get married and your husband isn't like your father? Dad paid all the bills, he fixed stuff, took out the trash, and your new husband doesn't do any of that. Or what happens when you get married and, and your mom cooked all the meals and did the laundry and, and your new wife can't boil water? What do you do with those unmet expectations? The tension rises. But it's just not in roles, right? It can be anything. Where do you spend Christmas vacation? Whose family is the priority? Vacation plans? Who who shows gratitude? Who initiates affection with the other person? And discipline? Oh, my goodness. You get a spanker and a non-spanker? under the same roof, you can watch this stuff happen. It's crazy. Spiritual issues too. Is is he going to go to church? Is she going to agree to tithe? Unmet expectations are huge in every relationship. I'm telling you, every couple has conflict. So if you have it, Don't think you're abnormal. Every couple deals with conflict. Every couple has unmet expectations. I don't know exactly how that truth will speak with you, but I know it will because all of us have those. The second root cause of conflict is just plain old selfishness. Now, this guy strolls over to his lover's house, and I I assume it was his lover because he didn't have a key, right? Now, I suppose she could have locked him out because he was drinking all night or something. I don't know. But I, I, it sounds like they're just lovers. He strolls over and he says, hey, baby, how about you come down and open the door? And she says, uh, I don't think so because I'm in bed. He's, it's late. He's not thinking about her. Well, he's thinking about her, but he's, he's not being considerate of her. It's late. And she's not really putting him first as a priority either. She's thinking, I'm tired, I'm warm, and my feet are washed. Go away. See, when neither couple puts the other person first in the relationship, you will have conflict. This happens every single day. Maybe she wants to talk and she says, honey, this is important. And he says, but honey, the spirit Or maybe the person wants some love and the other person doesn't. See, that creates tension. And finances, why is it that when couples marry young, one of them is a spender and one of them is a saver? Um, I think God does that just because God has a sense of humor. Um, But if all he wants to do with money is this and all she wants to do is that, and it's my way or the highway and you won't let me, and well, you're not focusing on the right things, you are going to have. I want to do a, a commercial this morning. So your, your regularly scheduled sermon will continue in a minute. If you are dating somebody 
only thing we need is Christ. That's enough. Simple. If we can disagree and work at solutions and find ways to move forward, that is awesome. Because every couple is going to have conflict. But if all there is in your relationship is constant conflict, here's what some people think. Well, maybe if we get married, it'll be better. Maybe if we have a baby, <laughs> no, well, you know, I hate to break the news to you, but but constant diapers and sleep deprivation is not a recipe for enhanced conflict resolution. It's just not. Um, those little things are awful cute, but they're a lot of work. Listen, if you are relatively new, here are keys to dating. And all you need is disagree and fight. This should be the time in your relationship where both of you are looking through this relationship with rose-colored glasses and slow learning to minimize every problem that you have. That's normal. So if all you are doing is having a knockdown, drag out, and you're mad at the other for rose-colored glasses, you need to step away even if it's just for, for a month, you need to get some perspective on this relationship. Don't run out and get married. Don't run into the bedroom hoping things get better. <laughs> Doesn't work. Okay, back to the regular scheduled program. Um, unmet expectations and selfishness lead to conflict in relationships. So here, here I, wanted to, I want you to do. I want you to Think about your relationships that you have the most conflict in right now. Who, who are those people? What are the situations? And ask yourself, is, is this because there's some gap with my expectations and where I expected that? And it, it's just, it's not reality. There's this huge gap. With, um, or am I or the other person just extremely selfish? Or is it both? I mean, wh where is the touching point? What are the situations? And sometimes you need to step back and get some perspective just to clearly answer that question. Because sometimes that space is needed to sort it all out in relationships. So in your groups this week, ask this question. Why do I get in conflict? Um, which one of these things normally triggers me? And then in your groups, if you feel comfortable sharing, pray for one another that you might be healed and be able to bridge that gap. Andy Stanley in the group has some great suggestions on how to resolve conflict, and I think God is going to really bless you in your group this week. When, when we are in conflict with someone, there's this temptation to see the other person as the enemy. See, instead of working to rebuild trust or to resolve the issue, we give the enemy a foothold. And once he gets a foothold, if we don't work at rebuilding trust, the enemy will capitalize to break the unity of a marriage, break the unity in a relationship, and it's not healthy. Especially if you're married, you, you need to be on the same side. You're a team. The two have become one. Even Christians, we have a unity. And 
I, I've said this before, I know it, but we, we are closer as Christians than blood relatives because we are blood relatives. It's just not as real. Jesus is real. That has more unifying factor than anything else. We're brothers and sisters. We need to work on each other's faith. We, we don't need to be selfishly fighting or trying to win So with the time I have left, I want to give you three quick promises that you can make to resolve conflict. Um, they're pretty simple, but, but they work. So number one, you can promise, I will take the time to respond, not immediately react. This is one of the hardest and most beneficial practices that you can have in your in fact, I would say it's probably only possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 12, 21 says this. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Um, people aren't going to always be perfect. Your spouse is not always going to be perfect. You are going to feel attacked at times, and you are going to get your feelings hurt. But you have to Let somebody load you down and then fire it off at somebody else. You have to decide not to lash back, but to respond given some time. Now, someone in the relationship has to step out of the circle because all of us know, kind of like my wife and I driving in a vehicle, that's one of the situations that we're going to get ourselves in on a regular basis. Somebody has to jump out of that loop of normal disagreement kind of conversation. Now, here's what happens most of the time when this suggestion comes up. They can start. <laughs> they, <laughs> they can work on it, you know, because, see, if he would do this, no, 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 you start. But if she would, no, 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 you start. You go. You jump out in front of her. You take the time to respond to this situation. Number two can promise that we will focus on the good, not the bad. Andy Stanley says it like this, and I, I, I love what he said. He said, I will believe the best if there's a gap. I will believe the best if there's a gap. If my expectation was this, and the reality ended up being this, I will assume that in that gap, there is a good explanation. And instead of assuming the worst, instead of responding as if it's the worst, I will, I will come to you and ask, you know what? I, I kind of expected this, and, and I got that. What, I know there's probably a good reason. I know there's a, something in your head. I know, explain that. But what does everybody in this room know now? Our expectation is this. <laughs> reality happens, we automatically assume the worst. That person's evil, that person's out to get me, that person is selfish, that per and we just run with it. And that seed of disunity from the enemy comes like a beast. Your best shot at reconciliation with someone you love is to assume the best. Philippians 4.8 says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, 
Anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You married that person because you saw something. You started a relationship and had respect for that person that you now are questioning at some point. It, you saw good in them. It, they, 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 they were your friend. There's a difference. So what are you going to do? Are you going to see them at work? God will disappoint you if you're selfish <laughs> um, because he's not always going to give you that. You know, that's not his job. But he always does. So don't entertain the idea of leaving your spouse and failing that relationship just because they didn't meet your expectations. The pastor that did recently Last one, we can promise to talk, don't walk. And I want, I want to clarify that. Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. We've been touching on, on some of this stuff. Um, in other words, don't push the other person away to punish them. You see, it's okay if you need a little time, if you say, you know what, I need to think about this before I just lash out or re re I need time to respond. That's okay. But sometimes that I need time turns into silent treatment, uh, and that silent treatment is just, I'm going to punish you because I'm mad at you. Uh, growing up, I saw this with my grandparents. My grandmother would not speak to my grandfather for a month. <laughs> I mean, she would just, no, no communication at all. And we, when, when she would start to communicate with him, she would, she would do it through my mom. <laughs> would you tell your grandfather, and that's how you knew it was getting a little bit better, because my, my mom was allowed to communicate sometimes with my grandfather. That, that's just not right to make someone think. Um, as a married couple, you know that when, when those kind of things happen, that's when you go to bed and you can lay back to back and you can let no body part of yours touches a body part of the other person and you, you, you each pretend you're asleep 
Uh, and if you hear anything, it's like the disgusted puff, you know. Um, the scripture says, don't let the sun go down when you are angry. And I, I don't really take that, that literally because I think the point is God saying, don't let that persist. And I, I say that because there are times when you get into an argument with a married couple or with somebody and you are just tired and exhausted. And maybe one of the best things we could do is say, you know what, let's, let's, let's agree to forgiveness and talk about this stuff. Um, if you're tired and exhausted and hungry, you, you probably shouldn't keep pushing <laughs> uh, because you're going to push each other over. Just get a good night's sleep, but agree to talk. Um, talk, don't walk, don't punish. Respond, don't lash out. Look for the good, not the bad. God, I want to pray for relationships in this house today, whether it's a dating relationship, a marriage relationship, or just between two brothers and sisters in Christ, God, that we are to be unified with love. And if you are married here this morning and God is just kind of working on your heart that you need to work on one of these areas, instead of Instead of raising your hand or that kind of thing, why don't you just kind of slip your hand over if you're sitting next to your wife or your girlfriend and just grab their hand as a sign of saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to resolve conflict with you because God's working on my heart. I need to do this better. I, I love you. I'm making it better. And God is these couples do this, I pray that your spirit would give them renewed strength, that you would renew their love for one another, and that there wouldn't be that, well, he did this, or she did that, and I can't do that. But we'll stand together, and we'll take that time to say, we'll take the time to listen, we'll look for the good and see where it's sit down don't look for a solution don't a heart to be unified and god that as we do that together even as a church that we would be able to move forward and say to the jesus of christ in a miraculous way that the kingdom of god would come because of our love for one another and for god and all god's people said amen with the usher